0: Let's get to our top story today. The Public Order Emergency Commission said that the Liberal government met the very high threshold for invoking the Emergencies Act during the Freedom Convoy protest last winter. Now, the public inquiry found that while protests uh, had or protesters had blocked borders, clogged streets, and in many cases polarized public opinion, uh, it was unlike anything the country had experienced when it comes to protests. The report, which is more than two thousand pages describes in quite a bit of detail how the protests began and uh, when I was looking through some of the uh, some of the pages there's definitely lots of blame to go around they said that the protests were uh, protesters were unruly and unlawful the report also says that the Prime Minister whose comments most likely uh, inflamed the situation, there was also uh, mention of course of, of the Ottawa Police Service that it was overwhelmed and unprepared for the protests and of course the Ontario government that refused to get involved in what was transpiring uh, in their province, they just uh, kicked it over to the federal government and the city of Ottawa. Here is Justice Paul Rouleau, the Commissioner of Inquiry, speaking after he released a report.
1: After careful reflection, I have concluded that the very high threshold required for the invocation of the Act was met.
0: Now, the highly anticipated document, which is really the culmination of more than 300 hours of testimony and involved almost 9,000 documents uh, which were entered into evidence during uh, almost uh, two months of testimony. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau spoke uh, after the release of the report. Listen to his comments. He certainly sounds like a vindicated man.
1: But the risk to personal safety, the risk to livelihoods, and equally the risk of people losing faith in the rule of law that upholds our society and our freedoms,
0: those risks were real. That was Prime Minister Justin Trudeau speaking a couple of hours ago. Joining me now is Alex Boutelier, senior national reporter with Global's Investigations and Enterprise team in Ottawa. He has been reading through that report. Alex joins us now. Alex, thank you for speaking to us today.
1: Pleasure to be with you.
0: Uh, Does this uh, report today exonerate Mr. Trudeau?
1: No, I don't think it exonerates Mr. Trudeau. I think what it does is say that ultimately the Freedom Convoy demonstrations that we saw last year did rise to the level of a national emergency and that the federal government was correct to bring in emergency powers to deal with it. Now, that's not to say that, you know, um, again, that the federal government or other levels of government and the police are exonerated, uh, Justice Rouleau, who led this in- inquiry, found plenty of fault as to why the situation became an emergency, but he did ultimately find that the federal government was justified in invoking emergency powers to deal with it.
0: And w- when you say that uh, Mr. Trudeau uh, was not exonerated, w- was it his phrasing, his wording in regards to how we articulated these people protesting and how he described them? Was that the challenge?
1: I mean, I think in the lead up to the protests arrival, certainly here in Ottawa, but also in the manifestations that we saw in other parts of the country, I think that um, Justice Rouleau found that there was a failure of all levels of government to adequately identify what was coming and to prepare for it. Now, to be fair to those levels of government and to those policing agencies, the report does say that, you know, the Freedom Convoy, Protests were a singular event exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic and the grievances people had, and that we really hadn't seen anything quite like that, certainly in modern Canadian history. You know, that being said, there were signs, and there were signs picked up by law enforcement and intelligence agencies as the protests sort of got rolling, um, that had they been acted on, we might have had a very different situation, certainly in downtown Ottawa, but also in places like Coutts, Alberta, or at the Ambassador Bridge in Windsor, Ontario, which was another significant sort of strain on, on both the government of Ontario and the federal government in terms of trade and economic damage.
0: Now, the Ontario government, uh, to my understanding, when, he, when you read the report, uh, uh, was also singled out uh, just in regards to their participation in conversations behind the scenes. It almost seems like Mr. Ford's government was reluctant to get involved.
1: Yeah, that's certainly um, drawn attention to in in the report. Um, You know, reading through the report, and it's 2,000 pages, so to be fair, I haven't gone through all of it, Um, but certainly in the parts that I've seen that mention Premier Ford and the Ontario government, you know, Justice Rouleau uses language like, you know, the people of Ottawa felt abandoned by their provincial government. He points out that, you know, ultimately the municipality here in Ottawa is a creature of the province. The province has a responsibility uh, both for the policing and for the city in general. And, um, you know, while, while I don't think, you know, Justice Rouleau comes out and says, um, you know, something like this was Mr. Ford's fault or Mr. Ford didn't do his job, uh, what he does say is that, you know, the Ontario government did not participate in this commission. They actually invoked parliamentary privilege to avoid having to testify. So we don't have their side of the, the story. Um, but certainly, you know, from the perspective here in Ottawa, um, that residents felt abandoned, and that the provincial government didn't um, sort of participate quite as wholesomely as uh, as the city of Ottawa and the federal government did in trying to address the situation here in Ottawa.
0: And how were uh, were the uh, the how was the uh, uh, Ottawa Police Service uh, treated in this report and in their handling of the protests?
1: Right. Well, Justice Rouleau, um you know, I, I think at one point says, you know, all of this cannot be laid at the feet of Chief Peter Slowly, the former chief of police here in Ottawa, who was kind of a lightning rod for criticism. Um, Certainly, as the protest dug in, he ended up uh, resigning, being replaced. Um, And certainly a lot of the attention was around the dysfunction at the top of the Ottawa Police Service. Now, those of us who have lived in Ottawa for some time um, and have followed the Ottawa Police Service for some time are perhaps not as surprised as the rest of the uh, country is. that dysfunction. Um, But certainly through the testimony, um, it became very apparent that, you know, there, there were people working at cross purposes, both within the Ottawa Police Service, but also between the Ottawa Police Service and the Ontario Provincial Police and the RCMP and the other law enforcement and intelligence agencies who are, you know, trying to get their hands around this. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: What do you think the political fallout, and this is a difficult question to answer, and I'll I'll say that right from from the outset here, but what's the political fallout from all of this uh, in regards to uh, the government and even the opposition?
1: Well, you know, I think the liberals would have to um, characterize this as a win. Um, I don't think that, you know, they were chomping at the bit to invoke emergency powers or, even have to deal with, you know, uh, what would usually be a a municipal policing issue. Um, But nevertheless, um, you know, it found that they were justified in doing what they did, which is about as good an outcome as um, they could hope for. Whether or not that's going to change anybody's minds, I'm not sure. I think even, you know, before the commission got going, I think, you know, public opinion in Canada was pretty, um, you know, set in terms of whether people thought, the federal government did the right thing, whether people thought that the federal government failed, wherever they stand on, you know, the motivations of, you know, the various motivations of the protests and the actions of the protests. So in terms of moving polling numbers, I'm not sure that it'll do a lot. Uh, Conservative leader Pierre Polyev, he was seen as a vocal supporter of, you know, what he called law-abiding protesters, law-abiding, hardworking truckers. Um, Certainly during his leadership campaign for the Conservative Party, he really hitched his wagon um, to those those truckers. Justice Rulo is pretty categorical in his report that, you know, while the protest started out as law abiding, um, it descended pretty quickly into uh, lawlessness, and you know, ultimately, um, you know, a national security threat. So that's going to be a hard thing for Mr. Polyev, I think, to explain. And I think if there's any sort of political legacy uh, in the immediate term of the convoy protests, it's going to be how effectively the Liberals can use uh, Mr. Polyev's support for these protests as a political weapon, um, because I think, you know, based on the polling that we saw in the wake of the protests, uh, the majority of, uh, of Canadians were not in favour of what was going on, certainly here in downtown Ottawa, but also in places like Windsor and, and Coots, Alberta. Mm-hmm.
0: Alex, thank you so much for your time. To enjoy our conversation, look forward to chatting with you soon. Yeah, anytime. Have a great weekend.